With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to... Hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Cracked Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. Folks, today we ask the question we have been asking throughout these first three weeks of these GSP Ace of the Day segments. Can we win two days in a row? It's a tricky proposition, especially given how early on we are in the action. None of us know how these players' bodies are going to respond to playing two days in a row and for half of the field in Palermo. That's going to be the case today. Of course, all of these players have certainly been training and, you know, staying in shape, maybe even improving during these five months. Uh, all of them, high-level players in particular, certainly had access to tennis courts, right? So if you're a pro tennis player, the tennis is never going to stop. But there is something to having to play two days in a row for the first time in a while, seeing how your body responds to that sort of pressure, to that sort of, again, physical expenditure. Uh, so it's going to be fascinating to monitor all the action in Palermo. Of course, yesterday, big day here for our GSP Ace of the Day segment brought to you by DraftKings, of course, it was a two-bet day. I offered you an ace of the day and a risk of the day. Both derived off of one another. My ace of the day, a parlay of Annette Conteve, minus 195 over Laura Siegemann. She managed to pull that match out in three sets. And then we left it up to the nightcap. Diana Yastrzemska, minus 385 over Ocean Dodin. Uh, Yastrzemska ended up winning that one in straights. A parlay of those two yielded us minus 107 odds, 50 dollar bet earned us 49.86 and folks that was a winner and off of that we had another one our risk of the day uh those two plus Petra Martic the number one seed who was a minus 250 favorite over Ludmilla Samsonova uh you got plus wine 94 odds on that now of course I have grown extraordinarily risk averse over these past couple of weeks and can you blame me given some of the results I, I you know I'm blaming world team tennis entirely I'm putting this in my notebook moving forward in my manifesto of rules here on the GSP Ace of the Day. I feel like Gruskin's manifesto is inevitable, and if you ask some of the people here at Crack Rackets, they might argue I already have a manifesto or two. Actually, fun story for you listeners, when I was president of our club tennis team my senior year of college, it was in the summer, you know, in the summer you're going into college, of course you're working a summer job as I was at that time, but you have more free time in your life then than maybe at any other point, and so I wrote this 17-page, single-spaced, I might add, manifesto about all of the things I wanted to accomplish for the club tennis season, and I actually still have that manifesto on my laptop, so someday maybe we'll release that as a little preview piece, a little extra bonus content for our Patreon subscribers. Anyways, my gambling manifesto here on the GSP Ace of the Day 
unless you're 1,000, maybe even 10,000% confident, next year I'm staying away from World Team Tennis. The no-ad scoring, the you know the uh, parody of it, all, all of these teams so good. It's really difficult, particularly in a men's singles no-ad set up to five uh, to pick winners. And, you know, we, we took a beat down in those first two weeks because of that. We also lost a bunch of matches due to Kim Kleister's getting pulled from the New York Empire lineup. So maybe we'll have to have a Kleister's corollary, we'll call it in regards to world team tennis, but we've rightened the ship with the return of sanctioned tour play again, the WTA International in Palermo this week, kicking off our return to the court action, and it's been fantastic. The quality of tennis so outstanding. I talk about that on Wednesday's mini break. I also talk about it on Friday's mini break podcast, so for you listeners who want to hear more about the top performers, the play we've seen thus far, my takeaways, and then of course from the rest of the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world, be sure to go check out that mini break podcast. But again, with yesterday's result, we won 69-28, which I believe is our biggest win here on Ace of the Day thus far, if you include the risk of the day plus the Ace of the Day. And to be honest, we need it, folks. So I'm going to juice my stats a little bit. We essentially halved our debt. We went from about minus $140 down to minus $71.61. And again, the goal is to round into form to be at a minimum even, if not a little bit above that by the time the New York opens, or by the time the New York open, excuse me, hey, great shot there, by the time the three-week bubble in New York starts, certainly if by the U.S. Open we are back to net zero, I feel like those two weeks in New York uh, could be very beneficial for both us, uh, for all of us here, both listeners and, of course, our Cracked Rackets team here on these GSP Ace of the Day segments. And, of course, we are so grateful to our friends from DraftKings for their support in doing this uh, podcast. And, of course, for all of you listeners out there, and we always say it, we know our Cracked Rackets listeners are the most well-informed, the best educated tennis fans in the business. Our friends at DraftKings allow you to take advantage of that fact by getting in on the action. And in case you have not yet, just a quick reminder of how it works. You create your DraftKings Sportsbook account and make a deposit. From there, DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. It's even better after that. You're going to make your first bet, whether that be on Palermo, whether that be on some of the exhibitions going around, of course, the U.S. Pro Series, the men and the women still competing week in, week out. And, you know, it's great to have every supplemental uh, action as well, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit on today's segment as I get into my risk of the day, Uh, but of course, with all the action coming back, you want to start getting in on that, so you're going to make your first bet. DraftKings will also match that with a risk-free first bet of up to $500. Just go to dkng.co slash great shot to take advantage of this offer. That's dkng.co slash great shot. You must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey, Indiana, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, or Iowa to play. Deposit bonus is in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Offer not valid for users physically located in New Hampshire. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And again, to get in on the all of the action, to take advantage of this offer, just go to dkng.co slash great shot 
to play. And again, as you listeners who have been listening to this segment all week long know, yes, there are a couple of uh, still EXO events going on, but our main focus here has been the action in Palermo because, again, we it feels like there's a little bit more familiarity, right, getting in on this action. It's two out of three sets. It's ad scoring. We've seen so many of these players compete on tour week in, week out, day in, day out. Uh, it feels like there's a little bit more, you know, we can expect a little bit more. We can do a little bit better preparation and we can learn a little bit more, make a more educated guess as we try to get in. And ultimately, that's what all of these wagers are, right? They're guesses, but they're educated guesses. Every educated guess, every, you know, great theory that's been solved over the course of time, whether it be, you know, the smallpox vaccination, my guy Jonas Salk, or anyone working on anything, uh, it started with a hypothesis, right? It started with an educated guess. And that is what we do here on our GSP Ace of the Day. I like that I just drew a comparison between myself and Jonas Salk. Hey, great shot, but we're making educated guesses as we try and build up a little bit of capital heading into the weekend. I think I have another winner for all of you listeners, and again, we're sticking with a theme here. If you know, I've tuned into all of the action in Palermo, partially because you know I just miss pro tennis so much. It's just been so long since I've been able to watch it, enjoy it, uh, cherish it the way I so often do, uh, and because of that, I haven't wanted to miss any of the action. I also continue to be fascinated. And it's something I talked about on the mini break. I've talked about it here already this week by this generation of 24, 25 year olds on the WTA, not Madison Keys, not, you know, uh, some of uh, the Simona Halep's of the world or, you know, the 25, Ashley Barty, who's already won a Grand Slam, but the Contaves, the Vekiches, the Mertins, the Sicaris of the world who are clearly entering the primes of their careers and yet have not put up the sorts of results that are comparable to that generation right below them right? The Kennens, the Osakas, the Andrescues. Uh, that generation is now the headline generation. They have, they are the future of the game. And yet, you know, you think about where we are at 2020. It, it, do I think this calendar is going to favor players who are younger, players who can, you know, bounce back a little bit quicker, who don't need to play a couple of weeks to get their bearings on tour? Yes, I do. I also, as I mentioned at the beginning, think that for a lot of these players, after five months off, you can train as hard as you want, but you don't know how your body's going to respond to playing back-to-back days and you know, that's also something to factor in as we look at today's action. And, you know, it's interesting because in the two matches I am favoring, uh, in one of them, both players are playing on no day's rest. In the other one, one of the players played a three-set match yesterday, and I'm actually going to pick her over the player who had a day off. And I know what you must be thinking because you follow this as closely as anyone. I, of course, am talking about the Conteve versus Cochiaretto match, uh, which is our second match on the day. And you look at the odds right now on DraftKings, Annette Conteve, minus 250 over Elisabetta Cochiaretto. And for those of you who have forgotten, Cochiaretto Reto, a winner over Donna Vekic in the second round, a fairly comfortable straight set win for her, and you know she looked really good in it. It's quite clear for Coach Reto, the incre- you know she's a really talented, I believe Coach Reto, nineteen at this point. Uh, you know she was a highly touted junior, yep, nineteen years old, has had a ton of success on the clay as of late. As I mentioned, she won two titles at the end of last year on the dirt, and you know it's quite clear she moves the ball really well. She changes directions exceptionally. She can take balls early. She anticipates well. That being said, 
I don't think she has enough natural pop, enough firepower to hurt Annette Conteve in any sort of way. And in yesterday's match for Conteve, I think that was the thing that got her into trouble against Laura Siegemann. And again, this is something I expressed yesterday. There are times when, when Conteve plays poorly, it just looks atrocious. And then there's times when she plays well, and you're like, how is this player not the best player in the world? And I thought for Conteve yesterday, you know, in that first set in particular, she won, you know, she only made 53% of her first serve. She really struggled on her serve. And then it got better and better over the next two sets, 72% in set two, 65% in set three. Uh, More importantly, she just began asserting herself better on the court, doing more with her return, taking control of points. You know, because you can hurt Annette Conteve if you can take time away from her, get her moving side to side movement, probably the weakest part of her game. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that's the part you have to expose. You can't let Annette Conteve sit on a ball because if you do, uh, she's going to move you around the court. She's going to make life a nightmare for you. And I think for Cochiaretto, that's what's going to happen because I don't think she produces enough natural pace yet to produce a ball that will hurt Annette Conteve. And so I strongly favor Annette Conteve in this one, minus 250 over Cochiaretto. Now, you know, again, Conteve did play a three-set match yesterday. You are curious how her body's going to respond but she's 24 years old. She's still in the physical prime. If someone was 30, 31, 32, and even then, you're still pretty young in tennis terms nowadays. You maybe think about it a little more, but I am favoring Annette Conteve. She's looked so great all week in each one of her wins for Conteve. Again, you look at what she's done thus far this week. And again, Annette Conteve, by the way, uh, who has won a WTA title in her career. She's made two finals on clay where she lost to Burton's and Kvitova. There's nothing wrong with those losses. You also talk about Annette uh, for Cochiaretto, it's her first WTA quarterfinal. You wonder uh, about the pressures that come with that. Uh, you know, Conteve did play three sets against uh, Sigamund yesterday, but give me Annette Conteve to advance minus 250. And again, those odds aren't the greatest, so I know what you're asking. All right, Alex, where's the catch? Where's the parlay going to come in? Let's stick with what worked for us yesterday. I'm going to say Diana Yastrzemska minus 215 over Camilla Georgi. And a couple of things I think are worth noting as we get into this. One, you know, Yastrzemska minus 215 in those odds. You parlay her and Conteve. You get that to plus 109. A $40 wager wins you 43.60 in return. Already, I'm intrigued. Whenever you can get two favorites to get you to plus odds, and it's only two matches, that feels about right. That feels like good odds. I, I, you know, I feel confident in that fact. Fact number two for Camilla Georgie. This is her first clay tournament since 2018. She missed the duration of the clay season last year with injury. And, you know, that's not to say she's going to get injured in this match. That's not what I'm implying at all. But that is to say for her, again, you never know how your body's going to adjust to the dirt. I also think over the course of her career, yeah, she's been good on clay. But, you know, for Camilla Georgie, it's not her best surface ever, uh, or it's not certainly her preferred surface. I'd say she's probably her preferred would be grass at this point in her career. Although again, Camille Lejour, she's had a really nice career. The 28-year-old has reached a career high in the top 30 quarterfinalist at Wimbledon, fourth round at the U.S. Open. Uh, but again, you talk about for Georgie in terms of what she did yesterday, a battle against Yuvon. She spent two hours on court. She ended up winning that match 3-6-6-2-6-4. You compare that to Diana Yastremska who is an efficient hour, 20-minute performance, straight sets over Doden. I also just think uh, Yastremska's got the firepower, the type of firepower to just 
overwhelm Camilla Georgie. I don't know, especially with the Georgie serve, I don't know how she's going to play any offense against Yastrzemska. Now, if Yastrzemska serves poorly, that's really where, okay, now you see an avenue for Georgie to take advantage of some points to take control. But even with the first serve, the way Diana Yastrzemska takes balls early and can go big off of both wings is such a, you know, a a quality mover as well. I just, I, I don't see the pathway for Georgie in this one. You also throw in the fact you want to say, okay, but Georgie's the veteran, right? You know, she's been in these situations before. Well, you know, Diana Yastrzemska, A, couple w, uh, WTA title in her career already. B, she's played Kamala Georgie before in her career. They've matched up twice already. Uh, Yastrzemska beat Georgie at Wimbledon last year, 3-3. Three and three. Georgie knocked off Yastrzemska in 2017, 7-5 in the third. I just think this is a good matchup for Yastrzemska. And again, plus 109 odds, Kontave Yastrzemska parlayed together. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're going to stick with that and make that our ace of the day. Again, Kontave over Cochiaretto, Yastrzemska over Georgie, plus 109 odds. A $40 wager wins you 43.60. That is our ace of the day, folks. And again, let's talk now risk of the day just real quickly. Martin Redlicky's lost eight of his last nine exhibitions, and it's funny because that one match he won happened to be one we benefited from here on Ace of the Day. And, you know, in today's matchup in the U.S. Pro Series, he takes on Felix Korn. And these are two, you know, highly touted, successful college tennis players over the past couple of years. You know, Felix also happened to have beaten Martin about a week ago, two and four, uh, in this U.S. Open Pro Series. And yet... You know, these are two Midwest kids. These are two guys who are a year younger than me in high school, class of 14. I'm sure they have battled tens of times throughout the course of their careers. They know each other's games intimately. Relicki plus 190, particularly because I believe, if you look at it right now, and I, I shall for you all, Martin Redlicky number 503 in the ATP rankings. Felix Corwin currently number 566. Plus 190 feels a little bit high, and does Martin really want to lose to Felix twice in a row? Again, it's an exhibition, so you take it with a grain of salt. I am staying away from this risk of the day. Again, I am not going to wager on it. I'm sticking with the ace of the day alone. But you throw Martin Redlicky in the parlay with Kontave and Yastrzemska, you get plus 488 odds. It's tempting, folks. It's very, very tempting. That would be the risk of the day for all of you. However, even if it hits, it will not be included in our win total because we are sticking with Kontave Yastremska plus 109 odds, a $40 wager to win us 43.60. Shout out as always to the super producer Daniel Westoff for the f- of an editing job he has to do day in, day out, making these podcasts possible. And of course, for all of you listeners, uh, we hope you are turning to our friends at DraftKings, getting in on the action. It has been so fun to start these segments. So a huge shout out to them. And remember, you can start playing by going to DKNG dot co slash great shot to play take advantage of their offer and win some money along the way as well now of course again if you've missed any of the other big things going on in the tennis world be sure to check out our mini break podcast you miss any of our content in general the website is crackedrackets.com but with that being said for our friends at DraftKings our super producers Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network I'm your host Alex Gruskin you know what we say folks hey great shot and we'll see you all tomorrow thanks everyone excuse me have a nice weekend and we will see you next week thanks everyone take care